0: Hello legends, you're listening to the Off-Road Performance Coach Podcast. If you want to be a beast on that off-the-dirt bike, you have come to the right place. All I ask from you is if you gain some value out of today's episode, please give it a share and tag me on your socials or your Insta story. I'd be super grateful if you'd share the love. Let's get stuck straight into today's episode. My, I'm in Just things for me. Yo, podcasters, we're back for another episode. Going to share my thoughts on how to run a good off-road event. Just got home from the Glenmore Pony Express race on the weekend, which was an awesome event run by just a local club down in Western Victoria, just out of Warrnambool. And they ran an awesome event and put on an awesome experience over the weekend. So I thought I'd share a couple of points. Might not be anyone listening to this who even who it'll even, um, I guess, rub off on, but... I think there's like some of our national level and state ser- state level off-road series in Australia could definitely take a leaf out of their book without a doubt on on how to I guess give make make the events a, a better experience and give us some more curry uh, coverage give the riders and the sponsors etc more coverage and ultimately that's gonna allow us to grow the sport and get more eyeballs on the sport. So I actually saddled up and had a race on the weekend and so did Darcy, that was my son. Uh, He's only got a 110. So that was one of the main reasons I decided to go to this race because most races, you can't really enter a 110 competitively in a class. They don't have a class for them. So they actually had a 110 class at this one. So he got to do a two hour cross country on the Saturday, which was awesome. Um, He loved it. He didn't quite finish his last lap, had a little mishap before the very end, like about a hundred meters before the last lap. Um, But he still had a great time and loved it. And I had my first race in two years actually, hadn't raced since Hatter two years ago, almost since Hatter, which was a four hour also. So I jumped straight back into a four hour and ran the Ironman Ironman class. And I think the weather sort of played into my favor a little bit, kept the intensity down a little bit. And I actually had a really good race. Stayed upright except for one small tip over. Kept it on two wheels and bought home P3 in the Ironman class and P7 outright, which I was super stoked with. Haven't really been doing like that much riding. Um, so it's a good lesson for me and good indication that the training I'm doing is working. Um, I only put 75 hours on my bike in two years, so I haven't done a whole heap of bike time and just being consistent with my strength training and getting the odd longer duration mountain bike in here and there and just keeping on top of my cardio with shorter duration stuff and felt really good for the whole four hours, finished super strong and, Honestly, could go and do it again today. Like, not even really saw My my dodgy wrist is a little bit tender, but other than that, the body pulled up really good, which I'm stoked on. So, it was a great weekend. Also got got some prize money. Like, that's one thing um, to run a good off road event. I got third in the Ironman class and picked up 200 bucks, which it's not a huge amount of cash, but I covered like a tank of diesel and bought some some dinner on the way home on Sunday night. So. National level, our Australian Off-Road Championship in Australia, zero prize money. You can go out there and train your ass off all year long and go to every travel all over the country to that series and you're only the only income you're gonna receive is from the sponsors that are paying you if, if you're getting paid contingency from your sponsors. Zero prize money. So the club down there raised 15K of prize money, Um, across all of the classes so there was actually I think it was like two and a half grand I think if you want it outright which went to a Pony Express team so they obviously share that but still a decent amount of money and they were able to just raise that through multiple um, multiple sponsors it looks like they ran like a gold silver bronze sponsorship um, tiered package type thing so they just had like a heap like heaps of sponsors on each of those levels. So they've managed to raise that price pool just from a lot of small, um, I guess, investments from, from smaller sponsors. So if a club can do that, like it just it blows my mind how we cannot have prize money at the AORC when the AORC is sponsored by two of the biggest players in the off-road scene or in moto scene by Yamaha and MX store where does that money go? Like, I don't know how much they're sponsoring the AORC, like what the investment is to sponsor the AORC for those. I would imagine it would be decent for a naming sponsor for a national championship. What I, I would love to know, if someone can tell me where does that money go? Because like the entry fees should be covering like the, the cost, the basic cost of running the event. So I would love to know what actually gets done with that prize money. Uh, sorry. With that invest that sponsorship investment, um, because obviously, like like I say, this local club in Western Victoria can raise fifteen k from a heap of sponsors and put that up for prize money. And the entry fees were super low at this race. It was like hundred and twenty dollars to enter um, per person. I think the Pony Express classes were like two two forty or two fifty, which was um, one hundred and twenty per person. It was one hundred and twenty for me to enter. Um, 75 bucks for Darcy to enter the juniors like super affordable not expensive entry fees by any means in comparison to some other events that we go to for off-roads and they also had 15k of prize money so yeah like if a local club can do that why the heck can't our national off-road championship at least have something like yeah mind-boggling to me but Anyway, that's one, like straight off the top of the bat, I had prize money there, which is awesome. Um, And then it was just really like the experience of the weekend. And for me, like I've now I've got uh, a family, wife, two kids. And I've also been like, I don't actually race that much myself anymore. Like That was the first time I've actually raced in two years on the weekend. But I have been in the last two years, I've been to a shitload. I've probably been, I don't know to 20, 30 races just as a spectator. I spend more time going to the races now just spectating and helping out my clients um, and watching them race. Um, So I've had a lot of, it's a different experience going to a race as a rider. Like When you're out on the track, all of that other stuff, like the the experience of the, the event doesn't really matter. Like you get to the track, you get your gear on, you jump on your bike, especially if it's cross country race. You race for three hours, you're cooked at the end of it, and you pack your shit up and you go home. You're not actually that much of of a part of the experience of the event, so I think that's super important, and that's something that I've seen now in the last couple of years going to these events as a spectator and also taking my family along to some of them is how important that aspect of it is. Not not really for the riders but for the spectators and the other people that come along as as part of the riders team is improving the experience for them and obviously what we would like envisage or love to see that build to is like actually getting spectators to come to off-road events because like right now like no one's really no one's gonna like come and spectate at an off-road event because the most people that go and spectate at an off-road event are people that race off-road and they go there because they want to race. Like it's not like it's a mainstream sport where people are just like when the footy's on down at the local oval on a Saturday afternoon, everyone goes down and watch the footy. That doesn't really happen in off-road. So if we want that to happen and we want to get more spectators and, like it, like it appears they do in America, like in the GNCC. There's people lining the track everywhere, and we do get that to an extent in Australia, like the big events, obviously like Fink and Hatter. But I would love to see that at our like national level off-road events and and even our state events. But to do that, like we need to provide that experience for the spectator, and that's what they did exactly. What they did at Glenmore, and they did it and. I think they did an awesome job of it and it's not that hard to do. And what they what they did, number one, is this is super simple. All of this kind of rolls into each other, but the first thing which is just super su- simple and super affordable is just having a commentator, like having someone on the microphone that's commentating the action for the day. If you don't know, if you're not like into off-road and you don't know who everyone is um, and what's actually going on. If you went to an off-road, like a VORC or even an ARC, like you wouldn't know what the fuck's happening because it's just a bunch of bikes riding around on a track. And if you had never been to a race before, or you're not really into the scene and know what's going on, you're not going to know what's happening. So just simply having a commentator there and having some, I guess, a bit of atmosphere going on around sort of that race control pit area of some commentary of the event. So we actually know what's happening. It's so simple. Obviously, you're going to have to pay someone and that is their dedicated job for the weekend to do that. Um, But like an MC or a commentator to kind of keep that atmosphere and that vibe up. But that's like you got to find the right person that can do that. And it's such a super simple thing. Um, and what obviously feeds into that and what they did at Glenmore is they had the big screen in the pits or in the race control area and they had the cameras multiple cameras out on the track so obviously this is where it's a bit difficult with off-road is and not every every situation is going to lend itself perfectly to this the the landscape they had there was like perfect. Like the pits and the race control was on top of a hill and you could look out to either side and see like, especially that you could nearly see the entire junior track, which was half of the senior track. So on day two, when the seniors were racing, you could see like 50% probably of the senior track. Um, but they also had the actual screen with the cameras, um, that was streaming that footage back to the screen. And obviously the commentator was was commentating that footage and and also the live results. So the positions of the riders and, and also what was going on on the screen. So I know not every track, like some tracks we go to, you can't see a thing. Like it's just, you can really only see the pits and then they go into the trees and they're gone and you can't see. But... Having So it's not going to be perfect in every situation, but they could have some of those cameras out, like as they do at the GNCCs, um, to relay just something. And I know they've done that at a, at a couple of Vic Off-Roads um, before. Again, local clubs in Western Victoria, they seem to be pretty onto it down there. Um, it's like I've been getting some quotes on this stuff for the GNCC series that we're going to be running, and it's like it's around about fifteen k. Like it's again, it's not that much. It's not that much money, I don't think. When when you actually um, add up the incoming uh, cash flow from the entries, and then obviously your sponsors, it's pretty easy to cover that investment i think when when you can give that return to the sponsors um and they've obviously done it down there they've done it at the glenmore pony they've had the cameras the big screen they live stream that to their facebook page commentary etc and they also had the prize money at a local event in western victoria with i think they had 200 senior entries i'm not sure on the juniors um, they might have had around about hundred, so it was around about three hundred entries. There's so not a huge amount of entries, um, and like I said, the entry fees were more than affordable. Like I honestly think they could charge double for the entry fees, and if they wanted to, um, but they've obviously worked out their budget. And bottom line is, they've they've ran their event, um, had the had the big screens and the cameras there, and and provided prize money. So. It's definitely doable and I think our state and particularly our national, like an ARC, it's it's meant to be our 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 premier off-road championship. It should be like this, like every round should be like that. They should have that. The footage, people can watch at home, commentary, it should be like a vibe at every round. Um, the other thing they did there, which again, this is not going to be, I guess, achievable at every single round, but or every single location, I should say, but they had like some other events apart from the juniors racing and the seniors racing on Saturday afternoon, they had other events to sort of fill in the afternoon. So they had a hill climb, um, which was obviously televised onto the footage. Um, they had like a vintage class on Saturday afternoon. Um, with like a, I think it was pre ninety, so there was some cool old two-strokes out there getting around the track, and and the hill climb, and obviously that footage was um, streamed up onto the screen, so everyone could hang out down around the race control area, and that went. I think the the hill climb didn't finish till like five thirty or six o'clock, so there was stuff going on um, all afternoon, and they had food meals. Um, they did have a, I think they had a band on on Saturday night. The weather was shocking, like, can't do anything about the weather, but it was pouring rain all afternoon and all Saturday night, so I kind of felt bad for them about that. Um, but they put in the effort, and those, like I say, like, pretty simple things, just change that atmosphere of the event and and make it more of an experience and for the people who are actually there spectating and for the families and and those people who are part of each rider's team who aren't out there having fun on the track there's actually something for them to do and they can get more involved and actually have an understanding of of what's actually going on out there like they had the the timing up the top 10 up on the screen um, and obviously the commentator keeping everyone updated. Obviously that was difficult as well because of the conditions. <laughs> everyone was covered in mud. So I, um, I don't know how accurate all of that was throughout the day. Like I know there was a, a few, a bit of guessing going on there because everyone looked the same after one lap. We were all covered in mud and you couldn't see anyone's numbers or anything like that. But that it's, to me, like, it's so simple to do some of those things. Obviously, it's a cost, but if you, it's just, like, anything like that. You just run in a budget. So, so long as you factor those costs in and you can cover it in your budget, like, the return to me is well worth it. Um, so, I honestly take my hat off to the club down there. Um, I'll definitely go back down there next year to, ra- to race the event again. And, like I say, I think there's a lot of the the bigger series is in Australia, like particularly AORC, our, our Premier Off-Road series, they could take a leaf out of that book and and learn a lot from them. Um so if anyone here is listening, probably not, but if there's anyone who is listening that runs the AORC, you should go to the to some of these local races that that get run down here in Western Victoria. Um like it was the castleton Club last year that that had the the screens and the cameras at the VORC again. Um, hats off to them. I think from what I heard, they got a a government grant from the local council to fund that to pay for the cameras at that round. Um, but again, that's something um, that's available, like for clubs in local. Like that's the whole idea of of running these off road events. We do go to regional areas and local communities. Like it needs. We need to be promoting that the local community and and. And making sure it's it's viable, not viable for them, but it brings something to the community. Like obviously, people are spending money when they go there, so there's there's things like that available too. Like with with local councils who actually want they like they want people to come to their little towns and communities to actually spend money and and support local businesses. So, um, I know there is a, a Vic Off Road and AOC at Eden Hope, which is not far from Casterton. Similar clubs down there so hopefully you never know what we might see at that round this year we hopefully we might see some big screens and some cameras down there I'll um if it is I'll give them a big pat on the back that's for sure I'm hoping I'll be down there um so I'm hoping we get to see that I'm hopefully they will come through with the goods but I think that's some super simple things you can do to run a premium off-road event. There's certainly things that we'll be including at the GNCC series this year. Um, and big props to the Warrnambool Club down there for going the extra mile. It's just a little bit, tiny little things, a little bit of attention to detail, makes a big difference to the experience of the event. So hats off to the club. And if you didn't go this year, if you got scared off because of the rain, i definitely say go next year. Apparently, it's going to be the March long weekend, which I think it was meant to be this year. It got postponed. So, like, if that track wasn't... It was so much fun anyway, and it actually surprisingly dried out uh, pretty well by the end of the day. But if that was, like, prime conditions and loamy, my God, it would be so much fun. So much fun. It was so much fun anyway, but... Yeah, it's just like full grass track the whole way around. So if you haven't been, get there next year. I'm sure you won't regret it. Other than that, hope you're all crushing the week. Get after your goals and we'll see you on the next podcast.